Hey there, Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And something I wanted to let you know about is a brand new podcast, a podcast that I was lucky enough to be guest number one. It is called Resilient Real Estate Investing. Do me a favor, go check it out. Just in the last couple of weeks, not only has my episode aired, but you heard from a syndicator who spent eight years in prison. You've heard from a movie theater operator who has had their side hustle produce 20 properties. Future episodes will record around the Roofstock's head coach, a college student evaluating properties, and of course, an army recruiter who discovered private money. Again, do me a favor, check out Resilient Real Estate Investing. On with the show. Number 11, these are the five things that I think you need to know about the financial news today. Let's get into it. First and foremost, one of the things that is starting to be talked about in the housing slash economic area is something called housing turnover. Housing turnover is a fancy name for how many people are going to sell their homes. So what they are looking at now, Redfin chief economist Taylor Marr says that we are going to have a uh, record low turnover of 32 out of every 1,000 households. That probably means nothing to you. Frankly, it means nothing to me. And I look at this stuff every day. What this leads, Taylor, again, chief economist at Redfin to estimate is we will do only 4.3 million transactions in 2023. Interesting, right? Again, remember, we came into this environment where the Fed broke housing doing over 6 million, right? So now we have Redfin saying, hey, we are going to have 4.3 million. What I would tell Taylor or the folks over at Redfin is you are still being too optimistic. I believe what we will see in 2023 is something with a three on it, 3.9, 3.8 million. This is one of the reasons why housing will frustrate the average person. Like the average person watching the housing market is like, hey, purchasing power is down three, 30%. Housing has to crash 30%. No, it doesn't. It will frustrate people that says, hey, housing is record low unaffordability. It must crash. No, it doesn't. You must stop doing transactions, right? We also see for the first time since 1980 and 1981, what supply destruction looks like. There are lots of things that haven't been experienced in 40 years that I believe a lot of the last 10 years or even since the Great Recession, people are getting recency bias, right? You have to go book and look at what happened before. We have seen rates go up high. We have seen what happens to housing and turnover, housing affordability, right? Again, 1981, 1981, go look it up, was the least affordable market to buy a home. It just was. It's math. You can argue, but it's math. It was the least affordable year to buy a home. And we still did about 2 million transactions. And housing did not drop. Now, of course, this has nothing to do with Phoenix and Austin and Sacramento. Any environment that was bid up by iBuyers, now iSellers, you got 15, 20% extra, you are going to give it all back. 
But you and I both know iBuyers are in 8, 12, 15 markets, not national. But we shall see. So again, housing turnover, uh, according to Redfin, will bring us in at 4.3 million transactions in 2023. I believe that is too high. I do not think we get there. Uh, just so you know, uh, we have an estimated 132.5 million households. So again, uh, that's where Redfin chief economist was calling. Let's talk about BlackRock. BlackRock, not Blackstone. Yes, even I get confused sometimes. Blackstone has been in the news recently for their REIT, where they are um, limiting withdrawals until next quarter, right? Two and 5%, all those things. Um, what, uh, what BlackRock has said is something that you and I should be paying attention to. BlackRock is basically saying, throw out the old rule book. The last 40 years, we've been taught one way of investing. You're going to have to be an active investor. You're going to have to constantly watch. Basically, what BlackRock is saying is, hey, it'll be a stock picker's market and an asset picker's market. I agree with this. Again, for 40 years, we had, look at the chart, interest rates going down, cost of risk going down. I believe for the next two, three, four years, interest rates are going to be rather boring once they reach their peak. So it, you have to understand and be active and know your market. Get a, If you're in real estate, you have to have a buy box. If you're in stock, get your shopping list. It is going to be a stock picker's market. BlackRock highlights three things that are concerning. One, aging population. Aging population. Uh, also, what I would say to aging populations is, can we finally get an immigration policy that works? I don't know what it is, scoring system, whatever. We should be like an all-star team. What is that? Basically, the best of the best. We want to invite encourage the best of the best who would contribute to society, create companies, create innovations to come here. The fact that the door is still closed, or at least appears to be, is one of the reasons we have high, such high inflation, participation rate coming down, aging population. We need to have strong borders, of course, but we should have an immigration policy that allows all stars to come here, in my opinion. Number two, Global superpowers are not getting along, right? Remember this uh, great reset, all these things, you know, the world coming together, kumbaya, not happening. Never was going to happen. This guy, whatever his name is, Strauss, some German guy, everybody's pointing out saying, hey, look at the evil populist people, you know, doing this or that. No, we're going to see countries onshore take care of themselves. That is going to cause inflation. That is going to cause struggle. That is going to cause conflict, right? Not necessarily conflict as in war, but just, you know, hey, you did this to me. I did that to you. Trade surplus, all of these. Um, it's, it's going to be a messy decade. And then finally, a poor transition to clean energy. If we rush it or... Don't do it in an efficient manner. We could cause more inflation. Again, these are not my concerns. I am simply reiterating what BlackRock had to say. So again, 
BlackRock is saying, be an active manager, do the work, find your thing, get good at your thing. Man, I'm going to sneeze. 1981 recession. Did you know? Did you know that the 1981 recession until the Great Recession was the worst ever since the Great Depression? Oh, that's a lot of commas in that sense. So again, you have the Great Depression. You have the Great Recession. The next worst economic downturn is 1981. Think about that. 1981. Tight monetary policy was enacted to fight inflation. Interest rates up, Fed funds rate went as high as 20%. Mortgage rates were up to 16 and 17%. We had 11% unemployment. 11. 11. Manufacturing, construction, and autos were hard hit. Get this statistic. Manufacturing, construction, and autos, automotive, are own at the time, this is 1981, 30% of the employment area. However, that 30% segment suffered 90% of the total job loss. Think about that today. Construction, manufacturing, and autos. What is that? That is stuff. Stuff. That's not services. Stuff. This really does feel like what we are going into uh, here in the future. So, again, um, 1981 bears review. 1981, I think, was an 11-month recession. Oh, no, 19-month recession. So, again, go back and look at it. If you have my 52-year spreadsheet, go look at 79, 80, 81, 82. Again, history may not repeat, but it is interesting to understand what happened. It gives you more information. So, again, the 1981, July 1981 till November of 82, pretty, pretty nasty recession. CPI. So we got three big numbers. We will talk more about these in my Friday and Saturday updates that will be published in an hour or so. But CPI, that's the big one. That's Tuesday. Expectations are for 7.3. Last was 7.7. So that would be 9.1 down to 7.3 if we get expected. Remember, 7.3 is the headline number. Headline includes food and energy. As we saw in PPI from Friday, certainly gas, oil coming down. Food going up. We have to watch that. It is expected that headline inflation will be up 0.3 month on month, as is core 0.3 month on month. My hope, my hope is we come in low. I would love to see more signs that the Fed is winning. The Fed is winning means we get the 50 basis point on Wednesday that we expect. And then in my opinion, we start getting 25 basis points next year. My most concern is core. My belief, unfortunately, is core will surprise to the upside. I think headline comes in at or below. Core will once again surprise to the upside. That is my expectation. That is something we have to watch. And also, just don't forget, we also get retail sales on Thursday. How strong is that consumer? Next up, Rolex. Actually, something I read this morning, Rolex. Rolex has decided to enter the pre-owned market. 
Rolex has never created a certific certification program for their watches. They now are rolling out a pre-owned Rolex for any watch over three years old. I wonder what this means. On one side, we had the stimulus ballers buying every Rolex watch they could and flexing for social media. Now we see watches and cars and bags being discounted because people need to raise cash because they were just stimulus ballers. I wonder if Rolex is trying to get ahead of that or, or is Rolex just trying to create another business line? One is, hey, great operation. You need to be a part of this. Rolex is, pre-owned Rolex would be more valuable, certified by Rolex themselves. Or does Rolex realize, oh my God, watch demand is off. What happened? I don't know, but it's something, something to think about. And then lastly, I am so excited to announce today that we have loaded the Cody and Christian session from the ORAT Mastermind. The Mastermind was an amazing day. All of them will be loaded shortly, but Cody and Christian goes down as a special session. Cody and Christian, if you don't know who they are, these young men are under 25 years of age. They have now a portfolio over 100 units, and every deal was seller financing. We talk about how they find them, how they cultivate relationships, how they structure deals, how they bought a resort on seller financing. Folks, if you're in the course, great news. Go watch Cody and Christian this morning. If you have been thinking about buying my course, How to Get Started One Rental at a Time, now is the day. Go get it, 319 bucks. You already know it's going to be $400 or $399 at the end of the month once all the mastermind sessions are there. But Cody and Christian are there. And when you do buy it, make sure you join the Facebook group, How to Get Started, or I'm sorry, One Rental at a Time Works. Go be around thousands of other people doing the work. So again, that is the daily financial news for Sunday, December 11th. I hope you have an amazing Sunday. Take care of yourself. Like, subscribe, comment. Be part of the One Rental at a Time channel. We believe in doing the work. We believe in finding assets on sale. Take care. Bye-bye.